You're listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 112. It's our post-NXT TakeOver Orlando program. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Here to talk about what I thought was a very good NXT TakeOver show. Uh, It had uh, nothing that delivered quite to the level that I had hoped for, but I certainly didn't think there was anything bad on this show. Uh, Broad overview thoughts. What did you think of the show, Liam? Yeah, I didn't... uh, Nothing blow away, kind of not to just repeat what you said, but uh, yeah, nothing super, super great, but uh, everything was good or, or fun or both. So yeah, I think everything everything is pretty much mission accomplished when it comes to this show. Uh, I started watching this show uh, in the car on the way back from a wedding. Uh, so I missed only the first two minutes of the show, but I it was just video package stuff. I didn't miss any of the matches, uh, but did I miss? Why was No Way Jose not in the opener? He was attacked at WrestleMania Access today, so uh, by by Sanity. So, huh? All right. Do they do they say that? I'm, I mean, they must have, but I, I don't know how I missed that. But yeah, they. I mean, I don't know if they said it during the match. They showed the the recap of it on the uh, pre-show, and then again right before, right at the start of the match. I don't know if they talked about it once the match started, though. All right. Well, what the hell do you know about that? Uh, Sanity defeated Ty Dillinger, Ruby Riot, Roderick Strong, and Cassius Ono. I thought this was an excellent match. Some really creative spots. What do you think? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, The the standoff between... uh, I'm not I'm not good with the NXT names, but Big Damo and Roderick Strong I thought was awesome. Um Killian Dane. Right, that guy. Um and I thought they had a awesome it was, yeah, it was just a bunch of you know, mostly very good workers. Uh, you know, everybody in this match can bring it and uh nothing against Doe Jose, but when it comes to in ring work, uh Cassius Ono was definitely a step up for him from him, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Nothing. I was a little surprised that the that Sanity won again. Um, maybe they're grooming them for I don't know if they're gonna move them towards the main event scene or they're gonna put them in the tag team division or whatever. But I figured with you know with the odds now even that this was the time to give Ty Dillinger finally get his big win. But uh, they beat him again, so we'll see. Yeah, I was hoping I was hoping against hope at the end there, but they were gonna let Dillinger uh, win, but nope. Uh, Alistair Black defeated Andrade Cien Almas. Um, this was mostly a showcase for Black. What did you think of the uh, NXT debut of Alistair Black? I, was, I thought it was good. Um, um, not, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing, nothing incredible, but a good showcase. And, uh, uh, we talked about this on the our preview show for the show, but uh, yeah, Almas definitely seems to be the the guy who works with the guy they want to get over. So, you know, he he did his job fine. 
triple threat tag match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. I should note, they debuted new title belts, uh, new tag title belts, new women's title belt, uh, new NXT title belt. I didn't think any of these were improvements. Do you have any thoughts on the uh, wrestling championships? I mean, I'm just glad they're not, like, they don't just look like the main roster belts with, like, yellow straps. So, I'm just happy they didn't do that. So, uh yeah, I mean, I, I thought the tag titles looked a little better. It's a little more just cleaned up. Um, the, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of, I know UFC does this, where basically all their belts look the same. So the idea of having the women's, the women's title look the exact same as the men's title, just in like a slightly different color or whatever. It's, like, it's fine, but I don't know. I, I thought that, that NXT belt was, uh, the original NXT championship was pretty great. So I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not blown away by him, but uh, yeah, it, <laughs> I guess my, my thoughts are it could have been worse. The authors uh, retain their titles. They beat DIY in the Revival. I thought this was awesome while all three teams were in there, and then they eliminated DIY first, and it kind of sucked the air out of the crowd, and to me it sucked the energy out of the match. The Revival were very good baby faces in peril, and... Uh, I don't know. That's kind of my take on it. The the uh, the crowd deflated when DIY uh, was eliminated, which to me took away a little bit from the match. But uh, what are your thoughts on DIY, uh, or rather, the authors of pain retaining their titles? Yeah, this was the match of the night. I thought, no question. But um, yeah, it's one of those things. And I thought that the crowd. I actually liked the idea of kind of testing the revival out as baby faces. Um, you know, we talked about maybe seeing them up on SmackDown, if you tr- maybe try them as baby faces against the Usos or something. But uh, I thought the crowd would just really get behind them. Um, but they were more just angry uh, that, that uh, DIY had been pinned and chanted, uh, chanted obscenities and chanted for DIY uh, for most of the rest of the match. I mean, they got into a couple of the near falls, but... Uh, yeah, that 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 five or six minutes in the middle where uh, where uh, DIY and the revival were working together and doing like uh, doing their finishers with guys from the other team, I thought that was really creative and fun. But uh, yeah, and they, they've set up that now you know the authors of pain are the unstoppable monsters. So. I don't know, you do one more one-on-one or two-on-two match now with, with DIY or <laughs> again, I think we talked about this, not a lot of other tag teams in uh, in NXT right now. So I don't really know who you, I guess you have heavy, heavy machinery just debuted or another, you know, big thick guy tag team. So, but I don't, I don't know that you go, I don't know that it would be wise to go right to that match. So I feel like you probably want to get one more takeover out of DIY and the Office of Pain. But uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have a read on where they're going from here, but I agree with you that the middle of this match, oh man, was it awesome. Oh man, they came up with some really cool and creative spots um, with, like you said, mixing the partners from different teams and Johnny Gargano to the best guy in the company. He's way up there, man. Like if he's not, he's. I think he's top five. Um, Trump, Trump is really good too, but like he's oh yeah, but jo- some- Johnny's like Johnny's like two thousand I don't know uh, ten Daniel Bryan or two thousand eight Daniel Bryan. 
yeah, it's one of those things like everything he does is crisp and it looks good and it looks believable. And the crowd, I mean, when he's, you know, when he's in the ring being, you know, put in the torch rack, this whole, and that, I mean, that was one of the loudest things the whole night was the big Johnny wrestling chant where, where they're begging him to get this tag. It's a little bit, I mean, we had the, uh, like talk a little bit about the hall of fame at the end of the show, but he had the rock and roll hall of fame, uh, the uh, rock and roll express go into the hall of fame, hall of fame the other night. And that was one of the hallmarks of their matches, which you, you know, you'd have one of them just get beat on and beat on and the fans would so desperately want to see him make a tag. And they definitely had that with, uh, you know, people just were willing Johnny Gargano to continue in that match. So he's just, he's a fabulous baby face. Asuka defeated Ember Moon to retain the NXT women's title. Asuka definitely playing the heel here. She shoved the referee into the ropes as Ember Moon went up top to hit her finish, knocked her off, knocked the ref into the ropes. Not a DQ. That bugged me a little bit. Feels like that should have been a DQ, Asuka shoving the ref. Uh, But they let it go. Asuka got the pinfall win over Ember Moon and uh, retained the title. And they can go back to this if they want. What did you think of the women's title match? They didn't get a lot of time. Yeah, that kind of surprised me. Um, they, they did some kind of creative things to show off that they were evenly matched. And they had Ember kind of power out of the, the Oscar lock. And um, they, I mean, they, they did everything they could to get Ember Moon on that level. Um, and to their credit, they succeeded. I mean, that match started. There were very loud dueling chants. Um, I was I was pretty convinced that Ember was going to get booed out of the building on the show, um, just because Oscar's so awesome. But she didn't. I mean, there people kind of wanted to see her, and there were some boos when Oscar cheated to win. So again, I think mission accomplished here. Um, yeah, I think the obvious thing is you go back to it, and in the meantime, you have plenty of time on NXT TV, so you can have Oscar do a short TV program with another woman and then you build back up to, for the next takeover for, uh, to do the rematch. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, I thought they did a great job with this, but yeah, a little bit short, but I thought, uh, good for what they, what they had time for. And I, I agree with you that, that Ember looked really good and they made her, uh, yeah, she more than Oscar's in there carrying her or a little bit like whoever laid out the match such a way that, it really accentuated what an Ember can do and didn't highlight at all what she can't do, which is, as you say, it succeeded. <laughs> it, made, it made her look, uh, made these two look on the same level. And I don't think there are many people in that company that are on Asuka's level. So th- I thought that was a major success. The main event, Bobby Roode defeated Shinsuke Nakamura, hitting the glorious DDT off the middle rope, chained the NXT title. They went about a half hour, uh, each guy worked over multiple body parts of the other guy. And in the end, Bobby didn't cheat. He just hit the DDT and off the middle rope and got the victory. Um, what do you think of the match? Um, I appreciated the story they told. Like I said, they had a lot of time to tell it. Um, was of course the last match being that Nakamura uh, was injured while hitting the uh, the Kinshasa, because Rude had worked over his knee. And you saw that again in this match, but you also had uh, Nakamura working over Rude's arm. 
so that Rude was when he hits the first uh, big DDT, he isn't quite able to get the cover right away because his arm's in bad shape. So I thought there was some nice, you know, nice references back to their previous match. Um, you know, still not, we really still haven't seen a match with Nakamura to the level of that Sami Zayn match last year. And that's not, it's not a slight on either guy. I mean, we've, we've talked about it before that we kind of, I think Nakamura is kind of saving his, his A material for, uh, you know, he's whatever, he's 38 or whatever. He's not, you know, he maybe shouldn't go all out in front of the smaller crowds, but you know, very good, still very good. Uh, you know, they gave Rude the big, uh, the pageantry entrance with the piano players. It's beautiful. Uh, not Rebby, not Rebby Hardy. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, um, so, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, it was good. It's like I said, I think the tag match pretty much knocked everything else on the show out of the park, but, um, I thought, I yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good for what they did, and like you said, you had a, they had a lot of time to tell their story, and then you know we, as we uh, hypothesized recently on our shows, Nakamura probably heading up to the main roster uh, on Monday or Tuesday or sometime very soon. So on his way out, he should put over the champion and make the champion look strong and dominant. So yeah, no complaints here. Yeah, I was to- I was totally fine with that, and. Uh... I guess, you know, show went off the air with the camera focused on Bobby Roode, but Nakamura was still down in the middle of the ring, so I'm sure he got a nice send-off after the camera stopped rolling that maybe we'll see online someday or something like that. But uh, that was NXT TakeOver Orlando. You mentioned the Hall of Fame. Let's touch on the Hall of Fame very quickly before we get out of here because this is our third of four straight shows. Uh, what did you think of the Hall of Fame on a Friday night this weekend? Uh, to me, uh, it was still my favorite event of the year, but a little, a little bit uh, was a little disappointed. What did you think of the Hall of Fame? Uh, well, before we go on, we should also mention that uh, one Drew Galloway was sitting in the front row of NXT tonight. So that's uh, right. Don't mean to, don't mean to gloss over that. That's Turn right before the main event too, so that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they've set up. You have potential challengers, whether that's Roderick Strong. They already did the match with Cassius Ono, but they could always go back to that. And now you potentially have. Or they it was officially Drew McIntyre. He's still Drew McIntyre in WWE, just like when you know Doc Gallows came back, he went back to being Luke Gallows. No, nothing wrong with that. But uh, so he was Drew McIntyre. Drew's such got a very nice reaction. Um, such a heel, though. Like to me, is Bobby is Bobby Roode going to be a babyface now? Uh, I mean, Drew. I mean, he he wrestles a little differently, but he does definitely have that kind of smarmy uh, look look about him. I think that he he kind of exudes that that heel persona. Uh, so I mean, he, yeah, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, certainly, I think uh, Drew McIntyre will get a, a pretty favorable reaction. Uh, at least on his first few appearances, but I mean, I mean, you could say Root's half a baby face already with his, uh, you know, with the entrance and everything. So you know, they they could go that route if they wanted to. It could kind of be like Flair in the '80s, which is based, which is obviously their archetype for what Root is now. Where it's just like when he needs to be a baby face, he can be a baby face, and sure. when they want him, when they when they want when if he works another heel, he's he's the baby face, and if he works a baby face, then he's the heel. So they can. 
you know, this might be a, a unique opportunity where they can kind of have him switch back and forth. Yep. So, uh, give me very good stuff. My favorite event of the year, a little underwhelming. What'd you think of the hall of fame? Um, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty fun. Um, uh, yeah, maybe not like the one blow away speech. Um, I thought, uh, despite my comments on, uh, on our, on our preview show, I thought best Phoenix maybe had the best speech of the whole night. Um, uh, Natalia was great in her speech. Uh, inducting her, and uh, I thought I thought it was uh, I thought that was very sweet. They brought out Tony Chimmel to do his uh, rated R superstar thing, which is awesome. Um, always love seeing Edge. Just one of my one of my favorite wrestling personalities in general. But uh, <laughs> you're not a fan I of can't... Edge. <laughs> I love it. I love Edge. I hate the Tony Chimmel shtick. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like. Because I went to so it, many SmackDown shows in that. She did it to pop her husband. No, that's awesome. I went to so many SmackDown shows in that era and her, had to hear Tony Chimmel announce Edge poorly. <laughs> a hundred, you know, hundreds of times. It's, I'm just not a fan of Tony Chimmel. I was a fan of everything else Beth did. It was my favorite speech of the night. <laughs> okay, that's... All right. Ethan hates Tony Chimmel. That's cool. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought Beth maybe had the best speech of the whole night. It was very, very sweet. And uh, Natalia did a great job inducting her. And uh, I really enjoyed a, a DDP speech as well. Just like a uh, super positive guy. Um, the, the thing where he brought out his daughters and they all did the diamond cutter sign was, uh, was pretty, was pretty cool. And uh um yeah it was again it was it wasn't again nothing super blow away or anything and obviously all the stuff with kurt was awesome um if uh, if you want to argue that disagree if you want to see him if you wanted to see like a like i feel like if you let him like do a serious speech though it's just going to be like him crying for 20 minutes and i don't want to see that so i think it was best that they kept it light personally that's fair i guess it's a matter of taste i wanted to see kurt give a real speech and that was not that. That was well. Again, it was that thing where Kurt was always better at comedy than was ver- better than he ever should have been at his at doing comedy at the the expense of <laughs> how good he could be at serious stuff. So, a speech from Kurt. But aside from that, uh, loved pretty much everything else about the evening. Teddy Long was great. Uh, Beth was awesome. Uh, the Rock and Rollers, yeah. Not so great, but at the end, when uh, Ricky Morton told Robert Gibson uh, that he loved, you know, that he, he was his fifth brother, and they hugged and cried it out. Oh man, I just forget about it. And D- DDP was great. Uh, yeah. Uh, you got anything else, or should we uh, get prepared to uh, sign off? Well, as we, as you, the listener, listens to this, uh, probably on Sunday morning or afternoon, uh, worth noting. Hardy Boys just lost the ROH tag titles, so and did like a gave, gave the uh, relinquished the ring to the Young Bucks. So certainly seems like they're out of ROH, despite what the uh, Jeff Hardy interview said this week. So we'll see. But uh, last minute prediction: Are the Hardys at Mania? Uh, I still think uh, Raw or SmackDown, but not. I'm saying not at Mania. How about you? 
Yeah, I mean, my only thought is like the gimmick has to be the lights go out, and it's gonna be, you know, light out for a while. So, and I and I still think that the the ladder match is leading off the show, and there'll probably still be light out then. So, I don't know. We it, we could see. Obviously, that wouldn't be the end of the world. They would just change the placement of the match. But uh, yeah, Raw or SmackDown probably works. Uh, probably works just as well. But yeah, certainly certainly looks like uh like they're on their way. But uh, by the time you listen to this, we may have a better, you know, we may all have a better idea of uh, what's going on. But uh, by the time you listen to this, WrestleMania will probably just be a few hours away. So I think we should uh, wrap up here and let, let the listener get back to uh, their mania hype. All right. Enjoy, everybody. Enjoy WrestleMania. Thanks for listening. We'll be back very, very late Sunday night, early Monday morning, uh, talking WrestleMania. And until then, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam tomorrow with more stories from the wrestling life goodbye thanks for listening to the wrestling life a part of the elite podcast network at obpapparel.com for other podcasts like this head to obpapparel.com The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's Ethan. Wanted to give a shout out to our friends at Contenders Clothing. Contendersclothing.com slash ref slash the wrestling life. At Contenders, they feature a collection of amazingly designed men's boxer briefs inspired by our athletic heroes and champions. Their boxer briefs use ride control technology, which prevents the underwear from riding up on the leg. Their design and creative partners are John and Mike Anderson, who are the founders of Tank Farm Men's Apparel Line and retail stores in Seal Beach and Huntington Beach, California. At Contenders, they also have an initiative called Everyday Contenders, where they give back to those who are fighting for something. The most recent cause was a second chance, and they're in the process of delivering underwear, hats, and t-shirts to Blessed Mary O Friends, which is a sober recovery assistance program. At Contenders, they really love to give back as well as provide great underwear, hats, and t-shirts. So check them out. Contendersclothing.com slash ref slash The Wrestling Life. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. as tired as I could ever remember being. All right.
Let's uh, no BS and no bonus features. Let's just get on and get the hell out of here. All right. I try to keep on keeping on.